What if you knew your animal better than anyone else, including your vet? What if you knew where to go for information covering a variety of different topics that allow you to choose the care you would like for the furry member of the family? What if this information can be found with even more ease than ever before? Get ready to listen, share, and question what animal care used to be and where it can go. Now, here's the host of Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show, certified animal chiropractor, Dr. Andy Harper. Welcome, welcome to Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show. With me, Dr. Andy, as your host. I am a certified animal chiropractor, access consciousness facilitator, energetic magic with animals practitioner, and animal wizard. And I'm here today, as I am every week, to empower you to know what you know about your animal. So our professional dog trainer, um, Anna Malera, is back with us again today. Hi, Anna. Hello, everybody. And we had so much more to talk about animal body language and beyond. This is going to be part two. And we're going to talk more about what your animal is um, attempting to let you know with their body and then beyond that. So would you like to have the whole story um, that your animal has to share with you instead of just bits and pieces? Do you have trouble reading your animal's body language? We talked about this on the last show. We'll probably go back to it again today. Is a wagging tail always a happy tail? Um, can your dog's ear, what can your dog's ear movement tell you? What about what they do with their eyes? And are you aware that there is more um, your animal is trying to communicate with you that you're just not getting? So Anna and I are going to go through those questions and more. Please join us throughout this hour. Um, ask your questions, share your animal stories, and join us on this radio adventure. And you can reach us in a variety of ways. You can call in if you're in the U.S. at 815-880-8255. In Canada, that's 613-800-8736. And in the UK, 033-0001-0625. You can always Skype them in at a2zen.fm and chat them in at www.a2zen.fm. Along the red line, choose chat room, follow directions. So easy to join us and chat in your questions. So before we get started, let everybody um, lower their barriers and expand out. Ask all of our animals to join us. Now, what would the animals like the world to know? Hi, Anna. Hello. <laughs> you are as you, were, the... as you were saying that, I was like, ah, the animals are going to join us. Yes. Yes. So How good cool is that? Yeah. So mm. Anna is a professional dog trainer here in Lakewood, Colorado. She's the owner and founder of Training with Grace, um, where you offer tons of training classes, informational classes, all kinds of dog-related off. How cool is that? Yeah. And if they have seminars any questions with you, yeah. seminar, seminars, workshops, um, everything dog, I believe. Yeah. Um, and if they want to get a hold of you after the show, they can go to www.trainingwithgrace.com and then your email is Anna at trainingwithgrace.com. But could you tell everybody your phone number for me? Our phone number is 303-238-DOGS. That's 3647 I I don't know how much you remember the last show we did. Um, my memory's not what it used to be. Um, but I I have this vague sense that we need to go back to maybe ear movement and eyes. Like go to the more yeah. subtle body language. Yeah, I want to um, do beyond, a little, uh, 
yeah, I want to do a little review of a, of a few things, but then... Awesome. Uh, yeah, She's we'll, got a we'll, review. I'm awesome. on it. I'm on it. You go, girl. So, you go. <laughs> so, uh... So dog body language, gosh, gosh, there's so much, so much, so much. And I actually went back and uh, watched some of my videos and um, and some of my uh, went over some of my notes. And, uh, and 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 I like to actually sit and watch dogs, uh, whether it's at a dog park or uh, just watch my dogs playing uh, at home or in our play group that we have at the training center, uh, and just watch them for a little bit. And I'll pick one dog to look at, and I'll and I'll try to pick out all the different things that they're doing. And you'll see uh, a dog come up to another dog with their body very waggly and their tail up in the air and their chest down on the ground. And it's a very invitey, kind of bouncy, kind of happy motion. Whereas another dog that doesn't want to be approached might be a little stiffer, might look away, might tongue flick like a lizard, uh, ears might go back, the, pup- the, the pupils might dilate, really depends from dog to dog. No body language or or, uh, or one piece of body language uh, does not um, does not exist in a in a vacuum. It's not something that we just have the one piece of body language. So what Dr. Andy said about uh, uh, does a dog does a dog wagging a, a, a tail wagging um, it, it can have many many meanings. Uh, so. So let's. Um, I'm going I'm to talk a little bit about some signals that um, uh, you may have heard are referred to as calming signals. Um, calming signals are uh, signals that dogs give each other, so dog to dog, but they will also give them to cats and human family members and themselves. Uh, and and other um, and other creatures that they are uh, surrounded by. So, a calming signal that is a really common example uh, that I see very often is ground sniffing. Ground sniffing. Uh, I was telling a family about that this weekend when they were walking their dogs. They walk their dog, and another dog is coming in the opposite direction on the other side of the street, and the dogs see each other and both dogs immediately start to sniff the ground. That is a calming signal to one another, and it's it's often reciprocated. So you see one dog lower his nose to the ground, and the dog across the street lowers his or her nose to the ground. And it's basically a, hey, how you doing? I'm doing good. Um, no problems here. It's a, it's a quick little um, head nod, if you will. Um, another... Another great one is um, a soft lip lick. There's a lip lick and there is a tongue flick. Those are two different uh, signals. A lip lick uh, is basically a small, a little bit of tongue coming out and kind of licking the lips. And a tongue flick is almost like a lizard tongue kind of coming out straight out. The lip lick is, again, another calming signal that's real gentle, it's real easy. So as I approach my dogs to come and smooch on them, and they're like, hey, I'm good, I'm easy, I'm all right. Whereas a lip, a, a tongue flick, so the tongue that sticks straight out, is a distance-increasing signal. So if they, they stick it out kind of like a lizard and tuck it back in, that means, hey, can you give me some distance? I would prefer some distance, please. Uh so, uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's pretty neat. It's pretty neat to see and or to hear. But then once you see it happen, you're like, oh yeah, yeah, I know what that one means. Uh, so so I know everybody's mm-hmm. gonna go uh, after after the show. People are gonna go stare at their dogs. Um, 
Uh, so everybody should go out and play with that and, and yeah. see if they start noticing these subtle differences with their animals and with other animals. And Yeah. Yeah, and in our um, Dog Trainer Academy, one of the things that we do is we go to the dog park and uh, sit and watch uh, we'll just sit and watch dogs in the dog park. So we don't bring our own dogs. We just go and we watch dogs. And we'll pick a dog. We'll say, okay, I've, I've got that German Shepherd. I'm watching that German Shepherd. And we'll, we'll mark the behaviors. We'll say, okay, we've got ears went back and now they're up. We see tongue flick. We see the hair on their back standing up and so on. All right. So another calming signal or a, or a gentle signal uh, to one another is turning their head away, turning a dog's head away. Okay. So you often see this when you try to take a picture of your dog. Right? You, take, <laughs> you, you, you point the camera at your dog and all of a sudden your dog gives you a profile shot. And you're like, yes. no, you've got to look at me, look at me. And you're trying to hold the cookie up and like, mm, and all this stuff. And the dog won't look at you. Um, it's be, it, primarily it has to do with the, the staring and the us hovering over them and the, 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 the camera lens is another eye uh, looking at them. So they have a bit of a hard time uh, with, uh, with that, and so their look away is saying, "Hey, could you give me some space here?" All right? That's just a gentle, mm-hmm. nice way to say, "Hey, could you give me some space here?" It's a polite way to say that. Uh, so a head turn um, sometimes is a swift movement. Uh, they're, they're, they can t- turn their head to one side or the other. Sometimes they'll hold their head to the side, um, and sometimes it's just a tiny movement. They might even kind of l- turn and lower their head a little bit. Sometimes they'll just avert their eyes. Uh, and so, and, and they'll do that to each other. You often see this uh, when dogs meet each other, whether it's an off-leash dog park or even on leash. They'll approach each other, and they will both. One dog will turn to the side, and the other dog will turn to the other side, and they'll just kind of take a moment before they start to sniff each other. All right, with that, um, with that uh, head turn, um, the interpretation is generally very gentle. Uh, it's um, it's taken as a nice calming gesture. Okay. Uh, there's some other ones that can I we, totally love. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Can we go back to the? I want to go back to the camera just really quickly because yeah. we, what we do in our office is very different. So a lot of owners want to take pictures of what we're doing and we're doing it and all that, and they get that camera up and they and I don't know, eighty, ninety percent of the dogs turn away, and everyone misapplies and misidentifies it. Oh, they don't like their picture case. <laughs> Mm-hmm. with maybe mm-hmm. a component, but usually if I'll step in and go, hey, we just want to take your picture, can you look at Mama, they will do that. They just maybe need a little bit more information if you want to take yeah. a picture. Just yeah, let them know what you're doing. Um, but yeah. also in their world, they're shying away from all of that intensity that you've decided to throw on them real quick. Yeah, so just a, yes, couple, I totally just a little did. tool is for pictures. <laughs> So yeah, you can you can ask your dog. Say, can, can, "Mommy's going to pull out the camera. Could you please take a look at me?" And mm-hmm. you know, how much do we know that they understand or comprehend the whole use of a camera? Um, you know, uh, maybe they do, maybe they don't. Um, and that might be a question. I, I think to ask. they. Yeah, how much do they get of our world that we yeah. assume they don't? So yeah, how cool is that? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. So thanks, for, thanks for bringing that one up. That's a that's a good one. Um, uh, I rarely ask a dog to uh, uh, pose for pose for a picture uh, and look in my direction without letting them know and also holding up a cookie every now and then. I'm human, and I'm like, come on, look at me. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. 
sometimes, you know. Sometimes um, we just want to get something done, and yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, um, so here, here's a, another one that is similar. The um, the head turn away. Um, there's also body turning fully away as well. Um, so there's head turn, and then there's a full body turn away. Um, a, and, and you might even get it in combination with like a sit or a lie down. So uh, um, remember, I uh, Cavalier King Charles Spaniel from many years ago uh, that started agility with me. She was absolutely one of the best greeters I had ever met. She would come all the way up to a dog, uh, probably leaving about a three foot gap between her herself and and the other dog, and she'd walk right on over, turn her back on them, and lay down facing away that, away from them, which I was like, wow, I'm like, how fantastic is that? That she's like, I really want to meet you, but I know I need to be polite, so let me lie down right here. And uh, and she would face away, and, and she would allow the other dog to come in and sniff her from behind and come up her side and then sniff around her neck, and then at that point she would um, start to play bow and pounce and that kind of thing, and it was just absolutely lovely to see such a polite uh, a dog. She was so excited to meet, but she was like, "Okay, I gotta, I gotta control myself. I gotta be really polite." Um, so, so turning away, completely away, whether it's just a head turn, eyes averted, or turning the body completely away, um, those are also pretty polite signals. All right, so uh, they they um, they may even increase the distance to whether lessen the threat or um, uh, just soften the approach. How often do you see um, the people getting in the way with that and go, go on, go on, go say hi, instead yeah, of allowing yeah, them to do their actually, language? Yeah, that's actually on my little, on my list here of things to discuss. It's uh, cool. It's it's an important one. Um, you know, we we want. Well, we can our take dogs. a break and come back. Will that work? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that sounds okay, great. Okay, let's take a break. Right. Let's take our first break, and we'll come on back, and we'll talk more about calming signals and beyond. Yeah. Many of us make choices on how to care for our animals based on how it has been done in the past or what others have always done. What would it look like to choose what your pet requires, which may be very different from what others would choose? By tuning into Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show with certified animal chiropractor Dr. Andy Harper, you'll receive information and options you never even knew existed to improve your relationship with animals in your life. Listen to Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on AtoZen.fm. This is Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show with certified animal chiropractor Dr. Andy Harper, or more well-known as the Energy Wizard. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S. at 815-880-8255. That's 815-880-TALK. Or in Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at adazen.fm. You can also ask a question by sending an email to drandy at harpersridge.com. Welcome back. Thank you for joining me today. I'm Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show and my special guest, Anna Malera, professional dog trainer and owner of Training with Grace. Um, training facility. What do you... <laughs> What's the word I want? <laughs> oh, where did it go? Oh, my gosh. Training center. The center. Yes. 
Oh, my goodness. So sorry. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> um, oh, that's great. All right, let's dive so right back <laughs> so obviously I could use some contribution, so anybody with questions, animal stories, come join us, a2zen.fm, um, click on the chat room and chat in a question. You can also send me questions later at Dr. Andy at Harper's Ridge. You can also reach Anna at AnnaWithTrainingWithGrace.com. So we started with calming signals today. Um, we are talking about animal body language and beyond. and. Anna was so prepared, and we jumped right into calming signals, which is so cool. So we were talking about how dogs turn away from other dogs in a, in a polite greeting in their world. And yeah. I asked about people getting in the way, and then you you were you had somewhere else you wanted to go first. So I'm sending yeah, it back so, your way. So, uh, I'll, I'll come back to people getting in the way. I'll, I'll, I'm going to talk Perfect. a little bit about uh, uh, a few more calming signals, and then uh, people um, people. Uh, imposing, you know, what what they want. Um, so mm-hmm. Make a little star here to make sure we go back to that one. All right, so so we were at turning away, and turning away can look in, uh, different. It can look in, uh, different in a variety of different ways. You might get a dog that tucks around behind your legs. You might get a dog that turns their back completely on the other dog. You might get a dog that uh, sniffs the ground and sniffs, and starts to kind of almost looks like they're following a trail away from uh, whoever it is that they're meeting. Uh, you might get softening or squinting of the eyes, like almost like they're looking into the sun. Uh, it's these squinty little eyes, which are very non-confrontational. They're very, very peaceful intentions uh, behind those uh, lovely eyes. They're, it's actually very nice manners. Um, you'll also see... Uh, uh, if we have, uh, let's say, an adult dog and you have a young puppy just jumping all over them, the dog, the adult dog might sniff the air and raise their chin real high uh, so the puppies can't reach them. And that's a, also averting or um, turning away. Um, so uh, uh, we, we often will see that uh, with dogs, you ask them to come to you and they're you know, maybe 20 feet away from you and say, Fluffy, come, and they won't come in a straight line. They'll come in a nice big arc. Uh, so they'll, and you're like, hey, how about a straight, straight away, come to me, and they'll come in a nice big arc, and 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 basically that's pretty, pretty gentle. Um, all right, so I'm gonna go ahead and and uh, scoot over to um, working with uh, with well dogs and people. Oftentimes, and this is what Andy was asking about uh, when we as people sometimes will push our dogs into situations that are either inappropriate or too much uh, uh, for them or we're not respecting their wishes or their appropriate manners. Uh, so uh, I've seen oftentimes people will say, oh, Fluffy, go say hi, and they will actually mm-hmm. pull the dog on leash into, into, the, uh, into the mix with other dogs. And um, I often cringe when I see that, and and it's it's a little bit difficult for me to not say anything. I'll often say, "Hey, let let them take their time. Let them let them take a moment." Um, and um, um, really, what? Well, how, what how much dog, do you like to be? Sh- how much do you like to be shoved into a social situation right. or dragged into a party too? Yeah. Um, we yeah. usually put the brakes on and go, "No, give me a moment." Yeah. I do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, some some people do work. You know, not everybody is going to dive into a party like like you're saying, and mm-hmm. or a social setting. Um, 
uh, you know, I, I in the past might have just been like, woohoo, let's go, let's dive on in, where um, depending on, gosh, you know, how long of a day have I had? Even just last night, I had a, I had a very, very long day yesterday. I got home and um, my husband was so happy to see me and he missed me so much. And he just started talking, 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 talking. And I took his hand and I looked him in the eye and I said, sweetheart, I love you. Stop talking. <laughs> and it was too much for me. I needed him to give me a moment. Um, and, uh, mm-hmm. and so sometimes that happens with our dogs as well. Here, you know, they, they would love to meet these other dogs, but, but they need a little space. They need a little moment before they do. And they might want to meet others independently. They might want to meet one dog at a time rather than be thrown in. Uh, very quickly into a big group, uh, and and so they may uh, pull back or or hide behind, and the person might say, "Oh my gosh, you're always so friendly. What's going on with you? Get in there and say hello." And and they'll push them in or pull them in on leash. Um, my recommendation is simply wait. Allow them to have that time to wait and sniff each other appropriately uh, when they're ready. Okay, is there anything you uh, well, and, have questions and, on that? And, yeah. Well, and how much more aware are they of, let's say there's three other dogs, you're focused on your dog and what they're doing, but they've picked up different signals from them that maybe they don't want to meet someone right away either. So how much more aware are animals of the whole situation where we're just focused on why aren't you acting the way you're supposed to be acting today? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's and that's our that's our baggage. That's our thing. You know, we we mm-hmm. uh, many families will get a dog because they want the dog to be a real dog and go to the park and make friends, and and that is their perception of what uh, a dog is supposed to be like. Uh, there are many families that I visit with that um, you know they come to me about gosh, my dog is so reactive on leash or it argues with other dogs or, or every time we bring him to the dog park, he gets into an argument. And, and, and sometimes the answer simply is don't bring him to the dog park. Uh, he doesn't mm-hmm. actually like going to the dog park. Uh, he likes really long walks with you. He likes to spend time with you or he likes to play with his other family member dogs. So we sometimes have these preconceived notions in our brain that we want our dogs to behave in a special or or, or, um, or a particular way. And, and the dog is, is not who you want them to be. We have to allow them to be who they are, um, who they who they be. Uh, and and so be? so it's. Yeah, who they be, uh, and and so so uh, so they may be very very in tune to what's going on around them before we even know. Uh, dogs can pick up with their with uh, with their noses. They can pick up the smell of uh, distress. They can smell um, uh, discomfort and fear and illness. Um, uh, turbulence and anxiety. Uh, they can smell all that from other dogs, and sometimes they choose to not be near those dogs, whereas others will choose to be closer to them and comfort them, uh, whereas another might choose to fight them or um, or go after them. So um, yeah. any, any other questions or, or, or comments on that? I'm going to go ahead and move on to some other signals. <clears throat> I ha- well, I have a calming signal that I see in the office a lot. Um, I don't know if you're getting to it or not. But generally, when they're on my on my table and I'm doing very different things than they're used to in their everyday lives, a lot of them will stop and need a moment to actually lick themselves, mm-hmm. which is usually very embarrassing to the owners. Oh, don't do that now. And I tend to just kind of, I'm like, okay, they can have a few seconds to kind of, and I always think of them, they're like kind of gathering their thoughts. 
<laughs> about what's going on. Is that a calming signal? I, I yeah, is Lick, it, licking um there's there are, there are a few of them um as far as licking themselves or or uh, there's one that's called the the urogenital urogenital checkout. Um basically yeah. <laughs> it's, it's kind of like a quick check like yep, it's still there. <laughs> well, yeah, there's that. The boys yeah. do that a lot. Yeah. And and so you get that we get that with boys we get that with girls but yes you um, do we we get that in a way that's um uh like a hmm what's going on over here let me let me do something else so you might see that so let's say there's an, a little extra pressure right so we're grabbing them we're holding them another dog invades their space a few different things happen and they don't want to quite cope with that just right now so they will quote unquote do something else so they might all of a sudden check themselves out lick themselves all of a sudden have an itch we call it the invisible flea um they'll have an itch uh they'll all of a sudden have to you know scratch their neck they might all of a sudden have to uh smell the ground um they they'll they'll do something just a quick little check out and then return mm-hmm to the um to what they're doing. And and I agree with you. I think it's important to allow them to have that time. Um and as far as uh, as far as the family being embarrassed, it happens. You know, it happens. They, know. They, can, they can be embarrassed. Uh, um uh I think that that's something that, you know, I I generally tell families when that's going on, I'm like, let it be. That's 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 the coolness about a dog that, you know, they you know, they they don't have any hang ups about this stuff. They're like, Yeah, you know what? I gotta lick myself and that's just the way it is. Um, whereas we need, you know, all the all the privacy in the world. And so yes, right. I I agree. That is okay. definitely uh like a take a moment kind of a thing, I agree. Um let's see, there's the you know, the nose. Um here's one that I think is really important. Um and and this one gets overlooked a lot, uh, and I think it's um it's an important one to pay attention to. Walking slowly or using slow movements or even being completely still, that is also behavior. Lack of motion is still behavior. Uh, We often see that with really shut-down dogs or really nervous dogs. They'll start to move very, very slowly. We also see it in dogs that are trying to be polite to other dogs. Right, so you might see a dog that come in, comes in to a situation and he'll notice that another dog is nervous and the dog that has come into the situation will um, or gathering will go ahead and start to walk almost in like a tiptoeing slowly kind of way. And mm-hmm. they'll turn their head away, they'll sniff the ground, and they'll walk slowly. So um, uh, when we have young baby dogs coming to our uh, puppy class, and we have Meg and Cinnamon Latte, who are adult dogs in, in, the, in the puppy class, they help out in our puppy class, they will see that a puppy is nervous, and they will immediately start to sniff and walk around in big, big circles in the room and just walk and sniff and walk and sniff. And before you know it, that puppy that was really nervous will start to follow the adult dogs and start to sniff as well. And then a few seconds later, a few minutes later, they'll start to engage and they'll start to interact and they'll start to play bow. Uh, and, and it's really helpful from a, an adult and an educated adult dog to walk around and sniff the ground and, and kind of not interact. It looks like non-interaction. Um, but they actually really are communicating, and they're and they're and they're doing it from across the room. 
um, you know, we have a nice big open training center, and they and they have um, they have all the room in the world to walk around, and they're very comfortable doing that, and it really helps them to get comfortable. The, it helps the smaller, the younger dogs to get comfortable. So walking slowly is really polite. Um, I do it to. Um, uh, to decrease the tension in a room when uh, I, I come into a situation, I come into a home, um, and they might have a dog that's really nervous, I will start to walk very slowly and I'll even sit down and make sure that my fa- that I'm facing away and looking away from the dog. It is really, really helpful to help the dogs get, get calm. Okay. Yeah. yeah, we'll do that in the office too. Yeah. We'll, you know, yeah. we'll come and sit down, but not face them. We'll have a whole conversation with mom and, you know, or dad who's across the table or, you know, not even paying attention to the dog. And the dog kind of goes, oh, okay, well, you know, because yeah, that no intensity pressure. about le- all over the dog, like, we need to treat you. And some of them are like, yeah. hey, I, I need a little bit. So we'll talk about the dog. We'll drop some cookies on the table. We'll, you know, let them sniff whatever they would like to sniff and, and, and that's tends to help a lot. And soon they're like, oh, okay, I got this now. And mm-hmm. just a little, yeah. I mean, and it can take only a couple extra minutes, if that, sometimes. It's not a long, drawn-out process. When, but that coming uh, in with that, it... Go ahead. What, wait, sorry. <laughs> no, but when you just, we... like, pl- when you plop down at the table and, like, okay, let's get to this, you know, somebody yeah. can handle that. Cool. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. When we get back, we're going we're going on break, Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, we are. Yeah, so Look at we'll you. You're a professional already. I know, I'm getting there. Play vows. <laughs> play vows. Awesome, play vows when we come back. Okay. Many of us make choices on how to care for our animals based on how it has been done in the past or what others have always done. What would it look like to choose what your pet requires, which may be very different from what others would choose? By tuning into Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show with certified animal chiropractor Dr. Andy Harper, you'll receive information and options you never even knew existed to improve your relationship with animals in your life. Listen to Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on atizen.fm. This is Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show with certified animal chiropractor, Dr. Andy Harper, or more well-known as the Energy Wizard. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S. at 815-880-8255. That's 815-880-TALK. Or in Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at adazen.fm. You can also ask a question by sending an email to drandy at harpersridge.com. Hello, hello. Welcome back once again to Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio. Along with hanging out with you every Monday on www.a2zen.fm, I do have an animal practice in Denver where I offer animal chiropractic care, laser therapy, and energetic magic with animal sessions. Um, These sessions are a unique way of transforming limitations into possibilities and healing for you and your animals. Each session includes the use of tools and processing from access consciousness to create a different possibility with your animal's body, with their person, in their home, and beyond. Um, You can get in on the action from anywhere in the world with a phone session or if you happen to be in Colorado, a hands-on session. And you can schedule those at 303-518-3688. We 
I do have a Beyond Animal Communication telecall coming up. We're going to do the beginning. So it's going to be an intro into um, animal communication. It will be five 90-minute calls, and they'll be starting on April 7th. Um, a fellow certified facilitator with Access Consciousness, Callie Lehrer, will be joining me for those calls. Susie Godsey, Worldwide Coordinator for Talk to the Animals with Access Consciousness, will be at Training with Grace in July. That's July 28th and 29th. We're going to do a Beyond Training class there. All these events are at my Facebook page, um, backslash Harper's Ridge. What do you have coming up, girlfriends? Oh, my gosh. Well, and tonight, tonight I have, um, believe it or not, tonight we're having a um, uh, get-to-know-you, I'm sorry, not a get-to-know-you, a uh, free Monday night talk, but we are showing a video. It's a two hours long tonight at 7 p.m. at the training center, uh, all on body language uh, tonight. And, no. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. How awesome tonight. is that? No, what a coinky dink. <laughs> um, and then uh, let's see, we've got uh, February 21st, we have a uh, foster and rescue and shelter dog uh, volunteer training uh, workshop. It's completely for free for those people that do uh, volunteer work for a rescue or shelter. Uh, and uh, you can call the training center to reserve a spot. The number here is 303-238-DOGS. That's 363. Four seven, and holy moly, what else? We got a whole bunch of stuff. Um, but you can always check our website at trainingwithgrace.com, uh, and uh, of course, always give us a call and uh, ask away. All right, but tonight. And you do that week. free Monday night talks every Monday, correct? Every and Monday night. Different. Yep. Different topics every Monday. At seven. Yeah, different topics every Monday night. Yep. And this uh, tonight so is uh, language dog body language. Very okay. cool. All right, so, so where are we? Play bows? Play bows, play bows. Yes, play bows, yes. <laughs> yeah, and a play bow. So a play bow. A play bow basically looks like what it sounds like. A play bow is when the dog's chest goes down to the ground, butt up in the air. And um, you also sometimes, sometimes people will confuse that with a stretch. And everything has its place, and some of them are combined. So you might see a dog sees another dog, and he might stretch and turn his head to the side as he stretches. Uh, And the stretch might turn into a full-on play bow. Well, they'll put their their front elbows on the ground and their butt is up in the air and their tail is waggling. And they might even yawn and yip and bark um, and even do a little grumble. Depends on the play style of that dog. And so a play bow is generally an invitation to play or at least to interact. my uh, my sappy Tatanka does a really silly play bow where he stretches and then bounces to the side and kind of body checks the other dog. Um, generally, he'll do this with dogs that he knows. Um, when it's a dog that he doesn't know, he sometimes startles the dog where he will come up kind of stiff and tall and then, bam, just bounce into a play bow, and it usually startles the other dog. I, I tell him he's um, he's kind of a, a forward 
a forward guy, so uh, uh, he can be a little bit abrupt. Um, but if the other dog comprehends it and understands it well, then they'll start to play. Uh, other times, uh, the dog might get offended, might go, wow, that was just too much all at once. You just, you just came on like a football player and, and it was just too much all at once. Um, so play bows. Play bows, um, they, they vary. Um, so they might be, um, it might be a long, uh, slow, stretchy kind of a play bow, and others might be much more pouncy. Uh, if you get too small or young or too young dogs, I should say, um, you might get uh, very bouncy, uh, play bows. Um, let's see. I had spoken earlier about, um, lying down facing away, um, but sitting is also a calming signal. Uh, dogs might see this, and again, we see this in our puppy classes. We have puppies um, romping and playing, and we'll see um, we'll see one puppy will come out and kind of sniff the air around other dogs, and then go to the closest person and sit on their feet or right under their feet, uh, between between their legs, and and they'll 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 go there to just take a little moment and take things in, and just be calm. Uh, and it's interesting to see how certain dogs can actually calm a room by sitting or lying down. Some of the adult dogs will do that. They'll sit or they'll lie down and they'll tend to calm the room simply by doing that. Um, let's see, what else do I have here? Um, yeah, down, down, like I said, is another one. Um, sometimes dogs will sit or lie down when we are doing something that is uncomfortable to them. So uh, let's say... Um, uh, I had one client that uh, she would vacuum. She would start to vacuum, and the dog would come in from another room and lay down in the middle of the carpet. And basically his message was, could you please calm that down? It's too much. It's too much. And so she would have to, whenever she was going to vacuum, she had to put the dog upstairs um, in the bedroom and, and shut the door so that she could vacuum. But uh, basically the dog was saying, that you know, that hurts my ears, and I'd like you to calm down. Please, please don't do that. Uh, here's another really, really good one that I love, yawning. Yawning is, um, I think it's pretty, it's a, it's a, it's a really interesting one. Um, and I enjoy using uh, a, a yawn to calm other dogs. So uh, uh, dogs might, um, might yawn, uh, gosh, when you take them to the vet. Um, you might uh, you might see yawning when you're having a, a, a heated discussion or raising your voice with um, someone in the household. Uh, you might see the dogs just 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 do a big big you know big old yawn even with vocalizations. Um, when I hug my German Shepherd, he almost always gives me a yawn, and um, it doesn't stop me from hugging him though. Um, uh, and, and sometimes when the dogs are anxious or uncertain or a little bit scared or stressed or worried, um, they might uh, they might yawn, and and it can be used to to calm one another. It can also simply be done when it's marking a stress or as a stress marker. Okay. I've also seen people yawn at their dogs to get them to yawn, calm them. Yep. Is that Something yeah, you utilize. I use it all the time. Yeah, and so it's it's one okay. of those signals okay. that is really really great. That you know, as, as a as a human, I enjoy using it for um, helping other dogs. Um, there was a, a situation one time where I went to see a family, and they had this 
really gorgeous um, adult male German Shepherd who um, had bitten every trainer that had been to the house. And I was like, hey, let me get in line. Um, and uh, I came to the home, and they had the dog in the um, the pen outside, and um, and I came in and we did the tour of home, and then uh, we went outside to get the dog the dog, and uh, as we were walking um, down the path of the uh, you know going to the um, the outside pen, uh, there was the dad and then the mom and then myself, and. <clears throat> And the dad went to unlatch the gate, and as he unlatched the gate, the dog uh, hit the door and swung the door open and went past the dad, past the mom, and lunged at me. And and um, and I, I stood there and turned my head to the side, and I just started yawning and yawning. And meanwhile, mom and dad are just screaming frantically because mm-hmm. they just did not mm-hmm. want another dog trainer bitten. And so mm-hmm. uh, I just yawned and I yawned and I yawned and the dog was barking and barking and barking and then started sniffing the ground and sniffing the ground around me and then would bark a little bit and then sniff the ground some more and I kept yawning and yawning and then once the dog was sniffing and circling me um, pretty consistently, then I started to reach into my pockets and drop cookies on the floor um, and the dog started to pick up the cookies and then I started to drop a trail of cookies and I walked into the house with the family and the dog just picked up the cookies and walked in behind us. Um, and so it was a really neat experience to be able to just, just with yawning, it helped the dog to calm down. And it was pretty intense when it came out. Um, I, 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 I seriously thought, well, gosh, this, this could be a, this could be a day that I get, you know, pretty serious bite. But, um, but, mm-hmm. but the dog was, dog very quickly understood, you know, there was absolutely zero threat from me. There's going to be zero, zero threat from me. So, um, very cool. And that was a really lovely situation, yeah. Um, I've also done it with dogs that have been very fearful. Um, actually, another, another case, um, uh, and this was a German Shepherd as well. Uh, uh, I came into the house and the dog was very afraid and she wouldn't come in, uh, into the area. Uh, and, and I simply sat there with the parents. And I said, let's go ahead and do some yawning. And they thought I was completely, you know, botso. And I was like, all right, that's, that's good. We can either do it or, you know, or, or not. And uh, and we did lots of yawning. And within about 10 minutes, the dog was laying down uh, at my feet, just getting um, getting some good ear scratches uh, from me. And, and, the, and the mom was in tears because she was just like, wow, I have never seen my dog approach a guest in the house ever. Um, so it was a really, really lovely experience to have that. Um, I'm going to move on to um, sniffing. Uh, sniffing. I, um, I, oh, do you yeah. have on your list the whole body shake off? So I do want to get to that. We mm-hmm. had a question in the chat room earlier. Is that on your list? Do we want to get to it yeah, in a minute? Uh, do you... Yeah. So let me go ahead and do sniffing, and then we're going to take a break, right? Um, yes, and, and then, then we'll um, come back to that. And then we'll come back to the shake-off. Yeah, the shake-off's a good one because that's, that's the reset button. Um, so, yes. so sniffing. Awesome. So sniffing, I'll go, go through that fairly quickly. The, the, um, the sniffing generally is it's very similar to the head turn, um, and sometimes it's done in combination with a head turn. Uh, the, um, uh, the dog might be uh, maybe being approached by another dog, and he might turn his head to the side and start to sniff or just duck its head down and start sniffing the grass or the carpet or wherever it is that they are. Um, and sniffing is a very lovely calming signal. I will generally do it not by sniffing, but I will 
turn and maybe touch something as I've, as if I were interested in it. So I can do it the same way as, as, as I would use a yawn. I would all of a sudden be interested in something else. Let me look over here. Let me look over there. Um, so that's sniffing. If we, if we want to talk about that more, we can do that after break. Um, but we'll, we'll make sure we get on to the shake off. Awesome. Okay. Let's go to break. We'll come back. I do have a question about that. Right, more perfect. on about sniffing too. Awesome. Many of us make choices on how to care for our animals based on how it has been done in the past or what others have always done. What would it look like to choose what your pet requires, which may be very different from what others would choose? By tuning into Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show with certified animal chiropractor Dr. Andy Harper, you'll receive information and options you never even knew existed to improve your relationship with animals in your life. Listen to Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on atizen.fm. This is Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show with certified animal chiropractor Dr. Andy Harper, or more well-known as the Energy Wizard. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S. at 815-880-8255. That's 815-880-TALK. Or in Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at adazen.fm. You can also ask a question by sending an email to drandy at harpersridge.com. Welcome back. We are talking animal body language and beyond with professional dog trainer, Anna Malera. Um, this is Dr. Andy. Uh, we are here every Monday at www.a2zen.fm at 1 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Central, 11 a.m. Mountain, and 10 a.m. Pacific. The next show is still to be determined. I'm a horrible, horrible host. Uh, mm -hmm. what, what can I say? Um, you can reach me after the show um, at Facebook, backslash Harper's Ridge, or email me at drandy at harpersridge.com. Anna's website is trainingwithgrace.com. Her email is Anna at trainingwithgrace.com. And what's your phone number again so people can call you and ask you questions? 303-238-DOGS. That's 3647. Again, 303-238-3647. Um, as a certified animal chiropractor, I'd like to remind everyone that this um, information was provided for informational purposes only. It's not intended to diagnose, prescribe, or treat any illness. If you or your animal have a health concern or a behavior concern, you are encouraged to seek the counsel of that professional. Um, sniffing. I, lo I, I always love talking to you because I'm like, oh, there's a name for what I, are, what I already do with animals. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like I didn't even realize that that was what quote unquote I was mimicking was if they're mm -hmm. if they're a little uncomfortable and need a little time then I would, I'll go pick up something else I'll go hey what's you know this but it's and it's taking that intention off of them just a little mm -hmm. bit so they can maybe have a little space so that was just really okay. cool yeah. um and what a great little tip because, um, yeah, you don't really want to kneel on the ground and sniff the ground. Um, you, you know, people don't necessarily care to do that. Um, mm. But 
Yeah, I will awesome. turn. I will kneel on the ground or squat down and kind of twist the top yes. of my body, and I will run my hands like through the grass and kind of look around over my shoulder mm-hmm. away. So turning my head and my attention away from the dog, and it it just relieves the pressure off of that dog, especially with the fearful dogs. I'm very gentle and very careful mm-hmm. with the fearful dogs uh, and give them a lot of space. And and the the cool part about that is when you show the dog, hey, look, I'm really not that scary. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you all the space you need. They start to trust us. They start to go, wow, mm-hmm. you really understand that I need some more space. Okay, I'll come closer. Uh, okay, I'll interact with you. And, and they start to offer more friendly behaviors. Um, but, but when we start to really invade their space and invade their space, that's when um, they, may, they may get more nervous and, you know, to the point of even uh, nipping or biting. And so, yeah, so being well, very and we, and, necessary. I think. And when we greet, we greet people as eye contact and handshakes and, you know, <laughs> be right there with them. And what if that doesn't work in dogs' worlds or the vast majority of them? Because I'm not outside like you, but I'll, I'll then go organize the pamphlets. I'll, mm-hmm. you know, I will sit on the floor and play with the curtains. I mean, mm-hmm. so it's just taking that intention off and letting them have a little space and and come over to yeah. you. So that was that was awesome. Yeah. Thank you so, so much for that. that. Two, two. You're welcome. You're welcome. I've got two little things that I want to squeeze in, and then, and then uh, uh, we can um, talk about the the shake off. Um, one is we've talked about the wagging tail before, and I wanted to touch on it uh, again. Um, a, a wagging tail is not always a sign of a friendly dog. Uh, in order to interpret it properly, we need to look at the whole dog. And like I said earlier, it doesn't just you know behaviors don't exist in a vacuum. It's not. It's not. Um, uh, oh look, the wagging the dog is wagging, so it's so everything's fine. Um, we want to look at well, is the dog um, walking towards you and wagging? Is it uh, whining and wagging? Is it flagging? Is it high up above the dog's tail? Uh, it, does it? Um, is this a a breed of dog that already naturally has the tail curved over its? Um, curved over its back? Is it a dog that naturally carries its tail low? Is it wagging between its legs? So we have to look at all of those. And the lower the tail wag um, and the more frantic, right? So it's a, uh, sometimes you get, and I shouldn't even say frantic, it's more like a, a waggle, I want to say. Um, uh, sometimes you see a dog that might be wagging with its tail between its leg. Uh, between its legs, that's a little more careful, cautious. I'm I'm kind of excited about this, but I'm really kind of nervous to approach you. I, I think I really want to say hello, but I don't know that I'm really sure. And then a more level to the back tail, kind of I'm, I'm thinking of a Labrador retriever, uh, a tail that's fairly even with their back and it's very swishy and it wags with their entire back. That's a more friendly, easy tail, whereas a, um, a flagging tail that's up high, um, over the back is uh, is is more of a of an anxious or or even um, I should say a, a more assertive or 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 um, gosh a higher arousal type tail. Um, so so a dog a dog might use the tail wagging um, for calming you if you are a little heated. You might have a low wag or something like that. So, so the, you know, it, it varies and it, and it takes time to learn, uh, you know, what, what, how, um, the differences. It does take time to, to learn the differences. The other, um, um, signal that I wanted to, uh, use was the paw lift. 
All right, the paw the paw raise is uh, is is basically an appeasement gesture. Uh, you see dogs that are maybe a little uncomfortable, or they're. Um, gosh, we, I think you probably see it at the um, in your office, Andy. Um, a lot. Where they're sitting in, on yeah. on the table, and you're you're starting to come closer into their space. They might raise that paw. So so let's say you're on their right side. They might raise their paw, their right paw, and lean to the left. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, and so the way, I, where do you I get it a lot in like the middle of the treatment, like I need a break. Mm-hmm. So they'll raise their paw and they'll kind of give it to me, and I usually take it, mm-hmm. and we just take a minute, <laughs> yeah. not even a minute, but they, I need a break. Yeah, and so they'll do yeah. that with me quite a bit at the yeah. office. Great, that's great reading. Um, taking a break, um, taking a break, I think is absolutely fantastic. So. Um, and then so lastly, um, the shake-off. The shake-off to me is just, gosh, absolutely, um, absolutely gorgeous. When I see a dog shake-off, I instantly, in my head, I say, doggy reset button, uh, because that's basically what that means. It's, all right, everything that just happened, blah, I'm just letting it go. I'm just letting it all go. And let's start. Let's start off again. So that's our doggy reset button. Um, I do pay attention to though. If a dog only shakes off like their head and shoulders, I usually can tell that something's kind of um, uh, kinked up in the middle back. And uh, um, yeah, so we've got you know a, a doggy. If something's kinked up in their back, and I'll say, go see Doctor Andy um, until you get a full shake off. Okay. Yes, and that's one of the big questions um, that I ask is if they're shaking from nose to tail, and if they're not, mm-hmm. there, there could be a pain issue. But we actually look for this shake-off after we're done with our work because they reset all the energetic work we just did and all the chiropractic and all the laser, and that's we look for that before they leave. And yeah. so they I, I do it in many that. different situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love seeing yeah. I always fear a dog when they do a, a, a shake-off, whether it's in class or, or something else. They, they shake it off, and I say, okay, hang on a second, mm-hmm. and now you can start again. The dog has given you uh, a go-ahead. So this is well, even a good play, play session. Yeah. yeah, but oh, even yeah. a good play session yeah. with other dogs, they'll shake it off and, okay, what else, you know? And, it's yeah, it's one of a, you know, pay attention to that. that that's huge in many different situations, and generally that's them going, okay, what's next? Super duper. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else on your list? Did we get it? Did no. did we no, get it all covered? We're, we're good. We're good. That was everything I wanted to to cover today, and and I'm sure we'll do this one again. Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Don't leave me yet. We got about thirty seconds. We got it. Okay. We got to talk about okay. something. Need <laughs> <laughs> the oh, oh, hello. Did I get hung up on? Oh, no. <laughs> Here I am. Okay. Oh, there we go. Okay. okay. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Anna. Not sure what happened to the end of the show here. Um, until next time, how much fun can you have with your dog? See you guys next time. Thank you for choosing to listen to Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show. Dr. Andy will return next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on A to Zen.fm. We hope you'll join us. Until then, just how much magical fun can you have with your animals?